Hi, everyone. This is Ann Doherty, your host of Current, an energy podcast with Illum Advising. I'm very excited to connect with my team members of the Illum executive team, starting with my business partner, Sarah Konzemius. Here, um, we're going to spend a little time announcing changes to Illum that are really positioning us to meet the change that the industry is facing. As an organization, many of you know, Illum was launched about uh, 10 years ago in 2013, we're entering our 10th year. And, uh, you know, we started with the sort of belief and vision of two women, myself and Sarah, with a goal of really centering the lives of communities that we serve in the energy industry, as well as our employees in the way that we seek to transform both the energy industry and also our business. You know, I would say, um, there's no exaggeration in saying that, you know, the company has grown in ways that we could not have anticipated and diversified in ways we couldn't have dreamed of. We are lucky to work across so many different aspects of the industry from emerging technologies to evaluation to tackling topics like equity and also staying true to some of the core aspects of the company like our commitment to understanding the human dimensions of the energy industry. So today I'm going to talk about some of the formal structural changes that we've made at Illum, why we've made those, and engage in a conversation with my colleague, Sarah. So let's get started. So when we sought to engage in our strategic planning for the next three years, we really took a step back from the industry and thought to ourselves, what do we need to do as an organization to better align our work with the changes that the industry is going through and the transformations that are occurring, both in the way that we approach the work and who we serve, such as the many equity mandates that are moving forward in multiple states and at the federal level, as well as the challenges we're facing, increased need for resiliency, redundancy in our electric grid, more advanced programming, smarter technologies, uh, more renewable offerings, and to think, you know, how can we position Illum to better serve these various actors? And one of the first um, things that we sought to do was to empower various actors in our team, various team members, to um, really participate with us and uh, in the process of tackling these challenges. And so the first thing that we did was we promoted a number of people in our organization to really empower them to help in thinking through the strategic goals of Illum and the directions that we are headed in. So when we think about Illum's business and core business of any organization, there are a number of different aspects of that business that have to be tended to in order to better serve our clients and to serve our work. These efforts include things like marketing and business development, revenue acquisition and maintenance, talent development and investments, operations, and then of course finance, legal HR and IT. And we um, went through the process of really looking at our team and understanding their talents and their needs and really aligning them with the needs of the organization and sort of growing up, if you will, in this 10th year of operations. So we're excited to announce that we have promoted Amanda Gasse to Principal Consultant of Marketing and Business Development, and we get to talk to her, as well as Jess Revis to Executive Vice President of Revenue. Again, we get to talk to her. Eileen Hannigan, Vice President of Talent Development. Laura Schauer, 
Executive Vice President of Operations, and Don Smith, Vice President of HR, Finances, and IT. I'm excited for you to hear from each of them as part of our podcast today and uh, really to engage in a conversation with um, each of them, or at least to listen to me engage in a conversation with each of them. In addition to those core promotions, we have moved towards moving our highly diversified practice into practice areas to really empower leadership within the company to focus on practice areas that are really central to the success of our growth and our ability to meet the needs of the industry as we move forward. The um, way we think about this, and as you know, anyone who's sort of running a business or really close to businesses, you know, in growth phases, you know, you slowly build and move toward areas of work that are of interest to you and of interest to your company and that are in high demand for the market. And as you grow, you're kind of putting all of the little things in order and tacking down all of the different operations so that you can learn to deliver those pieces exceptionally well and with a great deal of satisfaction on the part of your client. And we'd like to think that we've been able to do that for the most part. But then once your offerings or services become mature, um, they have really different needs. Uh, We are thinking about ways to continuously innovate within those initiatives and those different projects that we're working on while also thinking about ways to reinvent ourselves and even thinking about little startups or little areas to innovate within the company. So in the spirit of doing that, we've organized our business into four practice areas, specifically designed to be developed in this cycle that I've described from growth to maturity to reinvention, and in many ways, really tending to the evolution of each of these practice areas as um, little business units in and of themselves. So the practice areas that we are organizing Alum into very much align with the areas of work that we have really built a reputation for ourselves in and that are growing areas of work we're very excited about. Those areas include opportunity identification and development. This really captures our work in pipeline development for new and emerging technologies, road mapping, including kind of thinking about um, how you develop those products and services, how you create concepts, turn them into actual offerings, bring them to market and understand their performance in market and also um, various market shaping and research activities related to those new and emerging technologies. This is a big part of our business and we're really excited to focus on it in, um, in our practice areas. Another practice area that we are focusing on is what we call success planning and measurement. This is in many ways, thinking about evaluation in the form of strategically planning for measuring and anticipating the changes in the market to support any number of programs and services that our clients are engaging with from process evaluation to impact evaluation, program design and support, pilot evaluation and evaluability assessments, framework development, and key performance indicator development. Everything that you see in evaluation in many of the forms in which it shows up in our programs, but also expanding on it and putting a little bit more of an alum touch on the work. Additionally, we have our human insights area of work that focuses more on, you know, the customer and market side of the business from customer awareness to customer segmentation exploratory research, understanding how people think and how they feel, journey mapping, multilingual and multicultural research, which we're known for conducting, um, non-participant and adopter research, 
user experience research, gap assessments, micro-targeting, segmentation, all of the things that are necessary to successfully reach, engage, and deliver to many different people interested in engaging with energy programs and services. And then finally, um, one of our fastest growing areas is the area of equity. And in equity, you know, we think about things like um, how we define populations of need and who deserve to be served by our programs and services based on historic harms or historic injustices. We think about things like uh, how to define disadvantaged communities or marginalized communities in a way that the states or programs can actually reach out to communities and to really understand who benefits from various activities that our clients may be engaging in and how to quantify those benefits and capture those benefits in research to make sure that our policy and programmatic intentions are actually lived out in practice through the various um, programs and solutions that are entering the market. And then across the, all of this and across the board, really ground truthing our work and centering communities in the process. So this includes things like engaging with stakeholders, um, engaging in stakeholder facilitation, uh, supporting and elevating the voices of community-based organizations, while also creating frameworks for understanding and frameworks for learning that uh, our clients can act on at a higher level. And these are just sort of quick synopses of our practice areas that are operating now within a loom and that we are actively building out and uh, investing in and um, growing based on our sort of core base load of work. We also have uh, set aside a mechanism or creative mechanism for incubating brand new efforts or those things that um, have yet to take shape in the marketplace. Specifically, we think of these as nascent areas of work. So uh, areas of work that we know the market needs, that the market is interested in, but we have not yet as an industry identified a process or procedure for conducting that research or providing that insight or solution. So in developing this little area, um, it really gives us the opportunity to identify and name those um, efforts that require attention and creativity while also giving them a little more grace because we're figuring out how to do it along the way. And not just because we don't know how to do it, but mostly because no one knows how to do it. And it you know, takes time, energy, and investment to do that and to help um, continuously improve our industry through thinking about new and potential services that uh, can be delivered to market. This, you know, real doubling down in our service areas, I think is both honoring the growth that we have experienced as a company and the various ways that our diverse team has really contributed to the growth of the company in different fields of work, while also providing focus that is necessary in the next stages of Illum's growth so that we can really um, develop and hone our areas of expertise and creatively engage our staff in the development of their expertise within and across these different areas of work. In addition to this, we have created a brand new position that's quite different than any other organization that I'm aware of, which is the position that Eileen Hannigan sits in. And this is our vice president of talent development. We have devoted a senior technical team member to making sure that our team at Illum is trained up 
and understands their career trajectories and their career path as it relates to their work in the industry. This includes setting, onboarding, and training schedules for all new entrants to the industry or early career professionals that are working with us at Illum, to um, developing our professionals who are operating to say the mid and senior levels of the company as executives or as leaders within Illum through very specific forms of leadership coaching. This is really important to us because Sarah and I want to make sure that Illum is an organization that provides continuous growth for our team. So as we grow as a firm and as we grow into these different practice areas, that we are developing and investing in our team in equal measure. We're very excited about this position and excited to see how it unfolds for our team and the benefits that it provides to them. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Sarah Consenius. Sarah, we are entering our 10th year. We are, the indeed. We, indeed. <laughs> our 10th indeed. year. Indeed. <laughs> Which is in and of itself a little hard to wrap my, at least for me, my mind around when that is a school-aged walking independent child in my, you know, in the way that I think about it. But um but certainly like a major milestone for us. And we, you know, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, are, you know, instituting all these really uh, interesting changes to really to meet essentially who we are now and to honor that with organizational changes. You know, there's so much to get excited about in that. And I'm just curious in talking to you, fellow co-founder, co-owner, what you see as the most exciting thing about you know, this stage in our life and about the organizational changes that we've put into place. It's, it is interesting because I feel like I have two responses to that. And the first is that when you say you have a 10 year old company, nobody's going to look at you and go, Oh, I hope that works out for you anymore. Like it's solid. It's sound. It's done. It's, it's like a maturing real company. And there's something that's pretty comforting about that. Um, and frankly, to look back and know like, oh, well, we did it because, you know, you kind of go through these benchmarks of like, okay, we made it a year, we made it three, then there's like that seven year number, <laughs> like we're yeah. past the year when most uh, businesses don't make it. And so to be to 10 just feels really solid and sound. Um, and I think that, and, and like, you know, becoming a fixture in the industry. And I think that's really exciting. The other thing that's exciting about it is that sort of company maturity allows you to do different things and new things that so we have a, a bigger team. We have such a, a wide variety of work and it's, you know, it feels um, secure or as secure as it can feel. And I think it, it creates this space to try different things, try new things, to know we have enough people to start to institute some of the ideas we had, even way back when, when we were still really small and we would, you and I would talk and be like, well, someday we'll do this mm -hmm. someday. And like we, to be there is, um, it's pretty cool. And we often don't take the moment to stop and think about it. But I remember when we were planning this company, um, before we even launched it, we had the whole um, post-it note exercise. For those of you who don't know what it is, we had questions that we had um, written down and we each wrote our answers on a post-it note and compared it to make sure we were even compatible 
uh, to do this thing. <laughs> and I, I highly recommend it as an approach. It's pretty funny. Um, you know, it was small it's basically things. like the business equivalent of the newlywed game. Yeah, it totally is. And it was from small things to like really complex things. But one of the yeah. questions was like, what's like the size? And we, we both had this answer of like, you know, 40 to 50 and getting to that 40 felt like the goal. And it's been a, it's been a climb um, to get there. And, and I know other business owners recognize the last few years, the talent piece has been um, certainly a challenge, but it's pretty cool to be sitting here now and know we can start doing some of these things that we've been excited to do for some time and that we have the right team in place, in particular, our executive team to just be on it with us and like be in and, and helping us um, take a loom to sort of the next stage. As you said, like we're, we're moving into teens here, you know, we, we're, we're going to have a, we have a tween uh, company. We do have a tween company that gave me a little heart palpitation. I think because I also have a tween. Yes. <laughs> but um, it does make me wonder what the teen bop poster version of our company would be right now. It is such a, a exciting change, as you said, because we have so many talented people in the company. And while our exact team is obviously really central to that, we also have this whole crew of folks who are um, you know, coming to the work really committed and passionate and mm -hmm. with incredible diversity in their talents and capabilities, which is, I think, like you said, kind of the both exactly what we hoped it would be and beyond what we hoped it would right. be coming into this moment. And it's um, it's pretty exciting to to kind of think about what the next phase could be. You know, and when you think about the benefits of our team, these team changes internally, I think a lot of it feels kind of obvious. You know, we have this really new, interesting position that Eileen is stepping into, which is really focused on our talent development. Very few companies have executive level dedication to thinking about things like training, uh, employee satisfaction, making sure that um, that our team is really well positioned for their own personal growth, as well as growth with us as the company grows. And then we also um, are going to start doing our own sort of um, reinvention as well, not in the sense of like whole cloth changing what a loom is, but mm -hmm. really more intentionally thinking about where those opportunities of the future lie for us and trying to incubate those. And that's going to be a really interesting component of this. And um and supporting all of it and is really like the work to keep the company stable, the work to really make sure everything is being delivered at Alum's level of excellence and quality throughout the entire process. And those are all really important and critical jobs for us. But when we think about um, these changes, what do you see as being the most impactful thing for our clients? You know, we think about it a lot in terms of what's important for us internally as an organization, like what makes that, you know, makes it work, but right. what do you think it produces in terms of secret sauce for them? Well, I want to back up to the role that you mentioned that Eileen is playing, yeah. which is that talent development role and really sort of being hyper-focused on growing uh, exceptional staff really more than anything. And in a way that is supportive and exciting and empowering for our team, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to have things like personalized coaching plans for all staff and um, 
you know, really um, customized onboarding process and ongoing training and a real focus on the, our analyst and consultant level in particular, who are often learning the work and the industry. And I, I honestly can't, you know, my, I can't help but think and hope and I believe that um, having that kind of dedication to our team will certainly mean that the work we produce is exceptional, that the engagements our clients have with our team will be enjoyable and fruitful and meet their needs. So I think that that talent development piece is not just about what it means for our team and how important it is in their growth, but I think it's also a critical piece of serving clients well and, and really understanding that it's about all the team members who are engaged and involved in their work, being the absolute best and being supported. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a big piece of it. You know, I also think as we're talking about this growth and change, and one of the things we're trying, we're doing and planning to do over the next few months and transition into is this practice area idea where we're really kind of dedicating um, some of our leadership team to be focused on different uh, practice areas that are focused on areas of work that Illum delivers and areas of work that are important to the industry. And I think by having some of that more focus, we will continue to develop the depth and bench of expertise to support clients in these different spaces um, and to be looking out for what's new and what's coming, what's emerging in a way that is really proactive. Um, it can feel really hard in our industry to be proactive sometimes because things do move really fast, but I'm excited about this because I feel like we're setting up a structure to be able to be like ahead of it and on mm -hmm. top of it and be, be, you know, bringing those things to clients before anybody's asking about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, in the, the idea that we are creating our own internal innovation is so exciting and also, um, doing that while being able to focus. You know, they always say yes. that one of the things that is the downfall of a founder or an entrepreneur when you get to the stage that we're in, right, which is sort of the mature stage of your company, that um, that you just have a lack of discipline or there's a certain amount of restlessness in the work that you're doing. And so you end up sort of always thinking, seeking the newest shiny things, sort of like, a magpie and fail to really create a cohesive and clear um, set of practices. And I think in some ways we're, we've created a structure that helps to guard against that mm -hmm. and to um, protect us from that, that tendency, right. That you have, right. as I think founders or entrepreneurs to sort of seek out the next best thing while also making sure we do it. We actually deliver right. that energy in that time. Well, and I think it gives everything the right amount of importance. And, and right. so you're never diminishing one work over another and you're recognizing the, the value and the really the importance of all the types of work we do um, for our team and for the industry. Like all the work matters. It's all important and it all deserves the same amount of um, dedication and I think celebration and sort yeah. of... Um, commitment to it. And so this idea of creating practice areas to be focused on, you know, work that we consider more mature and work that we consider emerging really allows us to make sure that we're, we're consistently paying attention to and growing in and driving forward in these different spaces. Well, I'm excited. 
I'm excited. <laughs> I <laughs> and I am a magpie, so I, <laughs> I feel all those things. <laughs> well, it's a very real thing. You know, there's yeah, so much going on in our industry, right? We're trying to grow to meet the change in the yeah. industry. And, you know, not, not only do we have new clients that, you know, have been absent for a while, like the federal government, for example, and right. spenders, <laughs> but also, um, you know, just an incredibly diversified set of technologies and programs and solutions and a focus finally on a more diverse set of populations that need to be served in the work mm-hmm. that we're doing. So um, it's a cool time. And I think it's also a time where it would be very easy to lose focus. I and- agree. I I think it's um, maybe something that, you know, for folks to take away as they're thinking about this, that we've really been thoughtful about the areas that we think we are the the best to serve in. Mm-hmm. And um, we aren't chasing the shiny thing, right? I said, like, mm-hmm. I am a magpie. It is the kind of the nature of entrepreneurs is to be like, ooh, ooh. But I think, you know, recognizing that we've been really thoughtful about these areas and we're, we've, we've named them and you're going to hear more about them because we know we can do these well. We know this is where our team has incredible expertise. We're not just grabbing on to that next shiny thing that everybody's talking about in the industry. There, there are areas we have chosen not to focus on because we look at ourselves and we know what we do. We know our talent and we say that's that's not for us. So I think that that's kind of, a, that's an important piece too, that mm-hmm. when our ability to do this and to create these practice areas is really also allowing us to ensure that we're focusing on the areas where we are best suited to yeah. serve the industry. hundred percent. Well, coming up here, we're gonna hear from all of our executives and discuss their new roles in the company and what excites them about these changes. and. Um, Who knows, Sarah? I'm just excited to be in this next phase with you and looking forward to the the continued growth of Loom. Yeah, I am too. It's exciting. And as I said, everyone's about to hear from some great people um, on our team who we we are excited about and thrilled to get to work with every day. So I hope everyone enjoys it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this conversation between Sarah and I. We hope you got some nuggets of insight and inspiration from the conversation. But most importantly, we hope you have a better understanding of Illum, where we're headed, and the vision that we have to meet the change that the industry is demanding of us and of all of us as we move towards a cleaner and more equitable energy future. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by Illum's production team, music by Blue Dot Sessions. Have a wonderful day, y'all.